0: podcast. I'm Dr. John Cook. I'm so glad you joined us today as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. This is part 10 of lesson number 30 on the doctrine of eschatology or the doctrine of last things. This is a study produced for our Bible Institute training courses. In part 10 we are going to see what the Bible says concerning the seven last plagues that will be poured out upon the earth. Plagues that are going to attack the gods of this world just as God attacked the gods of Egypt through the ministry of Moses. He's going to fall sores on men to torment those that take the mark of the beast. We're going to see the water become as dead men's blood And you talk about global warming you know that men are so concerned about today well in that day the sun will scorch men it will get so hot and at that time the euphrates river will be dried up and a demonic army will come to attack israel the seventh plague will fall with a great earthquake and that earthquake is going to rearrange the earth in judgment from god We'll get into our study right after this. So we move forward now in time to Revelation chapter 16. Here we see the first vial is poured out upon the earth. It says, and I heard a great voice out of, the, out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sword. Something noisome is extremely painful and stinks, according to Webster's Dictionary. While grievous is something that causes grief and pain to the sufferer. So this is going to be a terrible sword to endure. It says it fell upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. Unlike the plague of sores that was brought upon Egypt by Moses, which we read about in Exodus chapter 9, verses 8 through 12. There it affected man and beast. Here only the men that have received the mark of the beast that worship the beast are affected. Some believe that this is the plague of leprosy, because leprosy is the only disease in scripture that can spot the flesh, a house, clothes. Some believe it's the result of their having taken the mark of the beast, an infection. When we come to verse 3 of Revelation chapter 16, we see the pouring out of the second vial angel, where the scripture says, and the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. Now we saw before in Revelation chapter 8, verses 8 and 9 in the sounding of the second trumpet, that the third of the sea became blood. The third part of the sea creatures died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. Now we see every living soul that is in the sea died. God unleashes his wrath against the world's commercial system and that which man worships. Then the third vial is poured out on this earth. We read this in verse 4 of chapter 16 of Revelations, verse 4 through verse 7. Here's what it says. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the water say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shalt be, because thou hast judged the For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. An angel of God declares that God is just in giving the world blood to drink because they shed the blood of God's people and seemingly got away with it. But payday comes. This judgment is like unto the first Egyptian plague, which we read about in Exodus chapter 7, verses 19 through 24. There God turns the waters into blood in Egypt. You can count on it. Man is going to get exactly what he deserves from God. If he continues down the path of rejecting the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, he's going to get his wages. The fourth vial is poured out upon the earth, and man gets scorched by the heat of the sun. Look at Revelation chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. It says, And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. Brother, you talk about global warming. You ain't seen nothing yet. God is going to intensify the heat of the sun, and men will be literally scorched by the sun's heat. Malachi talks about this. In verse 1 of chapter 4, he says, Behold, a day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. This is the day to which the wicked are running towards by their rejection of the Lord's salvation. You would think that this would bring men to repent, but the scripture says that man just gets more and more rebellious toward God. Then we come to the fifth vial as it is poured out upon this earth. It brings a darkness that causes men to gnaw their tongues for pain. This we read about in verses 10 and 11 of chapter 16, where it says the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. And his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. This is a repeat of the ninth Egyptian plague which we read about in chapter 10 of Exodus, verses 21 and 23, where God sent darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. This darkness comes here upon the seat of the beast. Some Bible teachers believe this is speaking of Rome and the Vatican. This darkness is so intense that men will gnaw their tongues for the pain of the darkness. Now, remember, during this time, men have nothing but blood to drink, a scorching sun, and intense darkness, all driving men out of their minds. Now, look once more at verse 11 of chapter 16. Listen to what God says is the response of the wicked to his judgments. The scripture says, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. The heart of man truly is deceitful. Even as God says in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, so deceitful that men think they can go on in their sin and that they need not repentance. In place of receiving salvation, man curses the Savior like many today. They are determined in their rejection of salvation in that day also. Then we read about the pouring out of the sixth vial upon the earth. Look at verse 12 of chapter 16. Says the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up that the ways of the kings of the east might be prepared. We've seen this before, but now we see it again. And God is now going to gather the nations together for the great battle of Armageddon. Just as God opened the Red Sea and the Jordan River for Israel, God is going to open, dry up the Euphrates River for these wicked kings of the east and their 200 million troops to come to the battle of Armageddon. Isaiah speaks of this event in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 15 and 16. Look at it. Let's read it together. Says the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea. This is the Red Sea. And with his mighty wind shall he shake his hand over the river Euphrates and shall smite it in the seven streams and make men go over dry shod. And there shall be and highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, like as it was in Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. God's going to prepare the way for his own people to return to the land, but also these demonic kings will be drawn to the battle by three unclean spirits, and they're going to come across the dried-up Euphrates River. Verses 13 and 14 of chapter 16 of Revelation. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon. What a horrible, horrible view. And out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. These are seducing spirits. They're active already today. We've been warned about them in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, where it says the spirit speaketh expressly in the latter times. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. God will allow the wicked to be deceived if he wants to be deceived. And that's exactly what's taking place in the scripture in Revelation. Look again at Revelation chapter 16 and look at verse 15. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. This is a brief intermission, an inserted warning regarding the Lord's return. Matthew chapter 24, verse 43 and verse 44 and verse 50 speaks of this coming of the Lord. Look at it. Listen to what he says. But know this that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of. In this coming, men will be taken by surprise. This is believed to deal with the post-tribulation rapture of the tribulation saints. Verse 16 is a continuation of what takes place at the drying up of the Euphrates River. It tells us that they are being gathered for the battle of Armageddon. Listen again to what the scripture says. And he gathered them together in a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Armageddon means the hill of the crowded. This battle will take place in the valley of Megiddon. One great general said this valley was the ideal battleground. The seventh angel pours out his vial upon the earth. This we read about in verses 17 and 18 of chapter 16. So look at it It says, and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of God from the throne saying, it is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great. This will be an earthquake like none that this world has ever experienced. Isaiah speaks of this earthquake in Isaiah chapter 24, verses 1 to 23. I find it interesting that men are always talking about the great earthquake that is certain to come in California, but nobody pays attention. Even so, men in that day will not believe the message of this earthquake to come in their day. This earthquake is going to shake this world like it has never been shaken. Look at Revelation chapter 16 and verse 19. It tells us, And the great city was divided into three parts. And the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God, to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away. And the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed of God because of the plague of the hail. For the plague thereof was exceeding great. Not only does this earthquake cause the fall of the cities of the earth, including the destruction of Babylon, But there is also a hailstorm that comes with hail falling from the sky that weighs between 75 and 100 pounds each. Man's response, he curses God and goes on in his wickedness. Zechariah speaks of the earthquake in Zechariah chapter 14, verses 4 through 5. He says, and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof, toward the east and towards the west. There shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountain shall reach unto Azal. Yea, ye shall flee as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. The plague of hail is like unto that which came upon Egypt in God's deliverance of Israel from Egypt. We read about it in Exodus chapter 9, verses 13 through 35, where God uses these hailstones as instruments of war against his enemies. Get saved today, you'll miss it all. You miss all of this in the tribulation. Now between the pouring out of the vials and the battle of Armageddon which ends the tribulation in chapter 17 and 18 we see the destruction of mystery Babylon the great. A destruction that God has shown to us four different times in the book of Revelation. So we have now seen the seven last plagues that shall be poured out upon this earth. These plagues attack the gods of this world, and God will cause to fall sores on those that take the mark of the beast to torment them. God will also attack both sea and fresh water, changing them to the blood of dead men. And real global warming is going to come because the sun will scorch men with intense heat. The Euphrates River will be dried up and a demonic army will come to attack Israel. There's going to fall a great earthquake that shall rearrange the earth. All of this is leading up to the visible return of Christ. Until our next lesson, God bless. Hey, this is John Cook again. I want to thank you for joining us in this podcast. I encourage you to join us in the next podcast as we continue our series on Systematic Theology too. Hey, while you're here, why don't you click that subscribe button and follow us, and you'll be notified just as soon as another podcast is released. Appreciate it. God bless.